Hi everybody, welcome to the Here to Ask podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Kay. Everybody has a story to tell and I'm here to ask all that because I here to ask. Join me each and every Monday as I ask people from different walks of life, be it your celebrities, normal people, doctors, teachers, street vendors, family and friends and I ask them weird questions, random questions, be it funny, whatever it may be. Do join me each and every Monday as I ask these questions and I get to know what shape the people that they are today and where they come from and where they aspire to go. Do not miss out. Thank you for listening. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Here to Ask podcast with me, your host, Michelle Kay. Today, I am joined by one of my favorite people. By people, I mean teachers. I really, really like teachers because, you know, we are who we are today because of teachers. I have Tandazelen Lovu here with me today. Now, she is a foundation phase teacher and a Teachers Can and a United Nations Global Feminist Action Group alumni. Hi, Tandy, and thank you so much for coming to the Here to Ask podcast. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to have you. So here on the Here to Ask podcast, I like to start with the segment I call the yay or nay segment, whereby I'll be asking you things that are an assumption with what you do. And you tell me if it's a yay or a nay. Basically, we're just setting the record straight. Are you ready? Okay. Is it a yay or a nay that teachers are culturally and racially biased? It's a yay, but uh, it's a yay because all people have some forms of biases due to their experiences. Uh, I think even in the context of South Africa, that is more prominent because of our history. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. The second one, would you say it's a yay or a nay that teachers make a lot of assumptions to their learners about uninvolved parents? <laughs> yes, I do think it's a, it's a yay because uh, generally people make the assumption that parents should or are able to help their children with schoolwork and actually it's not always the case all right now the last one um teaching is easy is that a yay or a nay nay people (laughs) always say to me oh you have all these holidays and your hours are so short a teacher's job is never done Mm, all right all right now thank you so much for that now let's get into the interview um can you please tell me about yourself who you are and where you come from so i'm tandazile njovu i am a foundation phase teacher with a deep love and passion um for psychology um education and mental health for children Mm, um i am from alberton which is in the east rand a small little a little a dorpy i like to call it a little dorpy in the east end mm-hmm. uh, i'm a mom and yeah that's basically a quick summary about who and what i am all right so tandy why teaching why did you choose that instead of anything else out there um i think i've i've always been truly fascinated with the idea that when you teach you are able to plant a seed right Mm -hmm. and you get to spend a year watering and nurturing the seed and then you get to entrust it to the next person and they do the same thing um and there's so many things that you can implant in children's minds and the way they see life you get such a fresh perspective from them because 
they get to see in a world that we as adults don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just always loved that idea. You know, even though you don't always get to see the results of your labor, because especially when you teach foundation phase, they go on to other years in high school and varsity. But sometimes when you do get to bump into kids you've taught before and find out some of the great stuff they are up to, it's really, really proud moment. All right. All right. I, I like that. How long have you been in the teaching industry? So I have been teaching now for seven years. Okay. Uh, it feels a lot longer, but seven years, yes. All right. And you mentioned that you're a foundation phase teacher. Now, for those of us who don't know what a foundation phase teacher is, can you please elaborate? So basically, if you're a foundation phase teacher, that means you've studied to teach uh, grade R up until grade three. Mm-hmm. So basically grade R, grade one, grade two or grade three. Those are the grades that I work in. And that those are like the most hectic grades. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Look, the high school teachers would probably disagree. Exactly. But uh, yes, they definitely. <laughs> they set the foundation for your schooling career. Yes, definitely. All right. And what would you say are some of the challenges that you face as a teacher today? Some of the challenges that I face as a teacher is trying to um, find the balance with teaching the curriculum getting to know my children, mm-hmm. getting to know the parents uh, and trying to make sure you keep all of those people happy because there's the expectation from the school itself, there's the expectation from parents, there's the expectation from the child. So it's all these stakeholders looking at you and you're trying to make sure that you're meeting all of them at their point of need yeah. and you're making all of them happy. And also when you're in the classroom, um, depending on, on whether you're in the public school sector or private school sector will have an impact on how many kids you have in a class yeah. but regardless of the exact number you're you're constantly dealing with a number of different personalities a number of different home situations a number of different needs and you then have to meet all of those children at their point of need and get them to the best of their ability like you've you've unpacked a lot of things right there and i hope that my listeners are really catching on to what you're saying exactly because i feel like that's teaching is one of the most important jobs in the country and we have to give you the respect that you deserve because it's not easy you know definitely and we we definitely do appreciate when people have you know, an interest and an understanding in what we do. All right. And now we spoke about the challenges that you face as a teacher. And I want to know now, what are the challenges that learners face or that you think that most learners um, come across? I think one of the biggest challenges that learners face right now is trying to remain a child mm-hmm. in a society that in a society that's constantly trying to get them to grow up very quickly. All um, right. I think generally speaking, children are exposed to things at a much younger age than what used to be the case in the past uh, due to social media exactly. and all those things. Um, there's a lot that they're exposed to that maybe we weren't exposed to and they now need to try and find the balance and still remain the child while all of this is going on. I think we're at a time where children are, are also learning to be conscious much younger which Mm -hmm. i think is a good thing i think it's important that children are aware of what's happening in the world but i think the tricky thing is we also need to remember that they are children so sometimes children are having to fight battles that children shouldn't have to fight they're having to have conversations and explain things to adults 
that children shouldn't have to explain. Yeah. Um, and and I think because of that, because of also just being so aware of the realities that they live in, they need to be a lot more guarded because the reality is that look, there are some tricky things that are happening in in the world we live in and in the country that we live in. Yeah. But I think sometimes they just need more downtime to be children, to yeah. be able to climb a tree, to play outside. They don't necessarily get to do that because it's not always safe to do that or you know so there's so many things that i think they're having to grow up a lot quicker than what would be ideal yeah no i totally understand you there we must just let children be children because there's a lot of responsibility being put upon them at a very very young age i i I think i i get where you're coming from now um let's talk about the education system do you think there's something wrong with the education system today (laughs) I think there's a lot of room for growth in the education mm-hmm, system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think um, there's a lot of conversations that need to happen around the curriculum yeah. and what's being taught. Um, and there's things that maybe need to be removed and things that need to be added. I think everything in the world is changing and progressing. And I think it doesn't make sense that education isn't necessarily moving with the times. Um, for me, it doesn't make sense that we are still teaching kids today the exact same way that we taught them a hundred years ago. That doesn't make sense. Um, There's constantly new research coming up about how the brain works and how children learn and what they need in order to uh, learn and develop their minds better. So Mm -hmm. surely this should be showing in the way that we're approaching education. Um, I think there's lots of conversations that need to happen around resources and certain schools don't have the resources they should have. Um, I think there are issues such as town planning. A lot of areas are having a lot of developments that are popping up with regards to property, but in those same areas, no new schools are being built. So if we're building all these properties and people are moving into these areas, surely then we need to build schools because these young couples are moving into these areas, which is great, you know, they're buying homes, but where are, where are those kids going to school? Exactly. No, I understand. Like, I totally understand where you are coming from. And you also mentioned something to do with the minds. Now, I want to, to ask you this question. At what age do you feel that um, learning institutions should start teaching children about mental health? I think learning institutions should start teaching kids about mental health as soon as kids can start expressing Uh, verbally their feelings Mm -hmm. so obviously it would then have to be age relevant but as soon as a child can and maybe not even necessarily verbally but as as soon as a child can express that they are extremely angry or extremely sad or extremely frustrated we we should do something about it yeah yes because we need to equip them with the skills um for them to deal with these emotions because now if I've been dealing with, I've been feeling frustrated and reacting a certain way or feeling angry and reacting a certain way, then suddenly when I'm 12 years old, you want to tell me that, oh, actually you shouldn't react to your anger like that, 12 years later. Um, mm. So I think, yeah, we should be having conversations with them at an age relevant level as soon as they are having uh, feelings and they're able to express these feelings and we should be guiding them in healthy ways 
to deal with those feelings because yeah. things like anxiety start at a very young age. So are we equipping our children with how to deal with feelings of anxiety? No, I understand like what my grandmother would say. We must catch them young so that they can that they cannot grow in a lot of situations, you know, because what exactly. you do today yes. will affect tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, I want to know, what do you think that um, learning institutions should incorporate uh, in order to make learning more fun for children? Um, I think they should focus a big focus on the senses. Mm-hmm. So in your approach to teaching, are, are the children able to touch things, smell them, taste things? Uh, senses are a big part of children's learning. Yeah. And I don't think institutions necessarily incorporate them enough. I think they should, they should be um, a bit of a focus on things like project-based learning, yeah. where in learning about something, children are then able to build the thing, do research about the thing, write about it share their information with the class that they've gotten when kids are able to be involved in their learning it's better it's easier and better for them to retain that knowledge rather than your teacher standing in front of you and lecturing you every day you're not necessarily going to remember everything that was lectured to you but when you're part of your learning then you are going to remember because then you're even going to remember that um you struggled to find the habitat of a frog maybe you had to go to two or three different uh, websites before you found out the habitat of a frog that will stick with you. Um, you are able to control how you present the information. And if you are control- controlling how you're presenting the information, you are already controlling how you are learning it because you're going to present it in a way that works for your mind. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying there because doing the same thing and looking at the same person, just talking and talking, it becomes very boring on a daily basis. Yeah. yeah. So... What do you enjoy about what you do? Because you sound so passionate. You love it. Like I can tell that you really, really <laughs> enjoy what you do. So what, what is it about that you really love? I love walking the journey with my kids. I love starting the year and finding them at a particular point and every day being able to see the progress. And there's highs and lows. There are moments when uh, maybe they feel like, look, I'm not getting what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there are moments when I feel like, oh, actually, you know what? I'm not reaching this child in the way that I'd like to. But then um, seeing that development and that growth and at the end of the year, being able to look at where we started and reflect on where we are by the end of the year is always just such a great feeling. And how important do you think it is to encourage lots of parents out there to get involved in their children's education? Extremely important. Um, I think one of one of um, the troubles or the problems that come about in children's education is I think sometimes the parents don't necessarily understand what's happening at school or aren't as informed with what's happening at school and then there isn't that continuation at home with what's being um, taught at school you know and I think it makes a big difference when the parents are involved and they show an interest and children children love making their parents happy so when their parents are saying oh, you know, I heard you did this, or I noticed you did this, and I know this is happening at school. That makes them happy. That makes them want to do more of that, you know, to to make their parents proud. 
Now, if you were not teacher Tandy, uh, would yes. you have been engineer Tandy? <laughs> <laughs> if I was not teacher Tandy, I would be an anthropologist mm-hmm. and getting paid to travel and study different cultures and write ethnographies. Or I would be a talk show host. One of the two. Now, I absolutely love your Instagram account. That's why I reached out to you. I felt like you were doing something great. When I looked at it, I was like, Mm-mm, I have to get this lady on my podcast. <laughs> I want to know Thank what you. was what was the inspiration behind it? Why did you decide to take teaching to another level? So um, for me, I think I noticed that there's a bit of a gap. And actually, it came up in one of your questions earlier. Um, So the main aim of my Instagram account is to make parents understand certain things that are happening in the classroom or in the school space that Mm -hmm. they don't necessarily always have um, access to that information. Yeah. So that's what I try and do. I try to provide a space for parents to ask me questions, for me to share information with them. Uh, Sometimes it's just like a quick tip. So that's that's the whole point of my, my, my Instagram, to get parents as involved and as informed about the classroom and the school as possible all right what's that one thing that you you wish parents knew that you think that they don't know especially when it comes to their children (laughs) um i think the main thing that parents i wish parents knew is that just as much as they take home stories about school Mm-hmm. They bring home, they bring to school stories, stories about, about home. home. Yes. So, so ask, you know, ask. I always like to say at the beginning of the year when I meet with parents, ask me as the as the teacher. If your child comes home and says, I bit their arm, ask me. You know, let's 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 have a conversation. I think it's always important for you to have um an open and healthy relationship with your child's teacher so that things can never get lost in translation yeah i second that since you're a teacher of course you're associated with books um (laughs) that's my assumption (laughs) what book what book are you currently reading yeah it would actually be very interesting if i had said oh no i don't read but yes i do read (laughs) um and the book i am currently reading is called the wealth chef by ann wilson Hmm. that's actually a book from my book club i'm part of a book club all right all right sounds interesting and what's your favorite quote something that gets you by something that makes you go out there and do the best you can in the world a quote that gets me by um it, it can is be a bible quote. verse as well oh okay no so i mine is um i belong i belong deeply to myself mm. and the reason i believe in that quote is because i think sometimes in the world we get caught up with trying to impress other people or make other people happy and i always try to make sure that in all the decisions that i make in all the things that i do it's things that i will be happy knowing that i did mm-hmm. and i won't regret mm-hmm. and um it think it's things that will fill me up as a person so if i look back and i did something i know it's something that i wanted to do it's something that followed my values and felt right for me and who I am and what I stand for and what I believe in. We learn a lot of things on this podcast each and every Monday, guys. Like 
we are we are so lucky i feel like we are blessed we learn so many things we learn so many things and you're doing great work sharing all this information so shout out to you thank you so much so now before i let you go um do you have any advice for learners parents um people that are listening out there when it comes to teaching or anything else um in particular so to the learners my biggest advice would be read 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 everything read anything under the sun uh there's power in knowledge there is power and joy inside books so to the parents i would say um take an invested interest in your child's education know what what reading program they use at your child's school know what maths program they follow at your child's school know what the expectations are for their age and why and how they get there be as informed of what's happening in your child's education as you possibly can Um, and to teachers I'd like to say I, I know it's hard but always remember why you started don't let go of that passion uh, even when you are drowning in ATPs, and the teachers will know what that means, even when you're drowning in ATPs and the assessments and the marking is piling up, just remember that uh, you did this because you want to touch the hearts and minds of every child that walks into your classroom. Mm, thank you so much for that. And also thank you for coming to the Here to Ask podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Where can we find you on social media? Like where can they go and look at your amazing Instagram profile? Because it's really amazing. And if they have any questions about our episode today, where can they find you? Okay, so on Instagram, I, I go by Teacher Tandi. So teacher and then T-H-A-N-D-I, Teacher Tandi on Instagram. Please do feel free to drop me a DM if you have any questions, uh, comment, like, anything that you see on there. And please do follow. Thank you so much. And as a love they joy. I've heard so much fun. I've learned a whole lot of things. And I hope that you guys learned a thing or two as well. Now do join me again next week, Monday, for another fun, thrilling episode of the Here to Ask podcast, hosted by me, Michelle K. Remember, be good if you cannot be good. Be safe. And thank you so much for listening.